Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the digital campus of Newark United Pentecostal Church. My name is Stephen, and we welcome you. If this is your first time with us, we thank you for spending some time with us. We are so excited. Behind me, you see our building, a picture of our building. I'm not literally sitting in the parking lot. But we are so very excited because we really are now right around the corner from returning to our physical campus. A lot of work has been done over the last year. Not everything is brand new, but all major areas of the campus have been completely renovated. And we are so excited about the opportunity to finally return to worshiping together in person. Tonight's a little bittersweet. Uh, we began broadcasting daily when we shut down the campus March 15th, 2020. It seems like so long ago and yet just a few days ago. Tonight will be my last broadcast with you from our digital campus during the shutdown. The next time that you will hear from me will be in our physical campus, in our sanctuary on August 1st. And we are so excited. Before that, let me remind you, we have an open house on July 31st from 10 to 4. We'll have some snackies and some refreshments there as you come through the facilities, but also we've invited some food trucks to be there. And so we're, we're looking for a great day. Pick a time that's convenient for you between those hours of 10 and 4 and the pastoral team. Uh, and our families will be there to welcome you to the campus. And uh, we're just excited about what God has blessed us with, how he has provided for us, not only our physical safety, but our own um, his, his provision for us in our physical campus. And so we're very excited and looking forward to returning back to our first service. Remember, everyone, it is a new schedule. I encourage you to take a look at newarkupc.info for our guests. Our service will be at 12 noon. And we invite you to come and join us and visit with us. Let me also mention to you that um, we will not require you to be vaccinated in order to come back to our campus. That is a personal choice on your part. If you want to take certain precautions, particularly in this season, as we're seeing some uptick of, of the variant, the Delta variant, those are your responsibility and you are free to do that and we will do everything we can to facilitate your ability and respect your choices with regard to how you're responding to this. But we will not be having any church side imposed restrictions upon you. All right. And so I want you to understand that and to know that. So we're looking forward to returning to our physical campus. So tonight I, I want to take the opportunity to in, in some ways uh, deal with a topic that is very, very appropriate to this to this juncture of where we are at. And uh, I want to start by by asking you this question. What if God appeared to you one day and he offered you five promises? He painted them in crystal clear words. They were very concrete. You could understand them. You could see them. It was very clear what he was offering you. Well, God did this in the scriptures. You may recognize this. I'm going to hold back from telling you exactly who it is. But he appeared to a man and he said to him, he says, I'll make you a great nation and bless you. 
that in and of itself is an awesome promise. Promise that your family is going to grow and that you are going to become a great nation due to my blessing. That was promise number one. Promise number two, I'll make you famous. And because of that, not only am I going to bless you, but you yourself are going to be a blessing. So I'll make you a great nation. I'll make you famous. Promise number three was I will on an individual basis, anyone who blesses you, I will bless. So it's not just that I'm going to bless you, Abraham. Oh, there I told you who it was. It's not just that I'm going to bless you, Abraham. It's not just I'm going to make you a great nation because of that blessing. And it's not just because of that that I'm going to make you famous and you can bless others. But in fact, if they will bless you, I will in turn extend the blessing I've given to you to them. Promise number four was those who curse you, I'll curse. So Abraham, if, if somebody curses you, I'm going to curse them. So not only am I going to give you, people are going to know it's a benefit to bless you. They're going to know it's a detriment to curse you. And finally, all the families of the earth will be blessed through you. You will stand in a place of history that your life and who you are and the results of these promises in your life will accrue to the benefit of all of humanity. Five massive promises. Now imagine that God showed up in your doorstep and he offered you these five promises. I don't know about you, but the first thing that I would be doing is I'd be saying, okay, God, what's the cost? What do I got to do? What are you expecting of me? What does this require? Well, God told Abraham, here's what it costs you. And remember, this is a Middle Eastern man. It's not a North American man. It's a Middle Eastern man where family is everything. Culture is everything. Your nation, your tribe, your clan is everything. God says, what I require of you, you've got to leave your country. There's your culture, your identity, your place of birth. You're going to leave your country. You're going to leave your family. And this probably refers to his extended family, which in the Middle East is a big deal. It's not just about, you know, your immediate nuclear, nu, nu, I'm going to say that wrong. But anyway, your immediate family, let's leave it there and not butcher the pronunciation. And I need you to leave your father's home. It's very likely that Abraham even lived in some kind of a compound connected together. So I need you to leave your immediate family, your father, your mother, your brothers, your sisters. You're going to leave them. You're going to leave your extended family and you're going to leave your country. That's a pretty steep price for a Middle Eastern man. But remember, I'm going to bless you so that you're going to be a great nation. I'm going to cause you to be famous and you will be able to bless others. I'm going to bless those who bless you and I'm going to curse those who curse you. And through you, all of humanity, the course of history will be changed. But you got to leave your country, your family and your father's home. So the destination, the ultimate goal is very clear. God's very concrete with that ultimate goal. The language is clear. A great nation, blessing, famous. God's for you if people are for you. And, or excuse me, is for people if they're for you. And he's against them if they're against you. And you will hold a pivotal place in history. You can see the big picture. 
What do you got to do right now? You got to leave your country, leave your family, leave your father's home. But between point A and point B, between what you got to do now and what will be promised to you, what's that look like? Well, the verse tells us a land that I will show you. I want you folks to stop for a minute. We've read this passage too many times. We've examined this too many times, and we are missing how crazy this is. The cost in the present is high. The promise at the end of the road is clear. But the place in between, that little line between A and B, that's a little murky. You almost see God wave his hand. I'll show you. How are you going to show me? When are you going to show me? Where are you going to show me? I mean, you can imagine the questions that I would be peppering God with, and perhaps you are as well. I will, in the unspecified future, show you a land where these clear promises will happen. Brothers and sisters, I need you to understand something, that the space between the present, now, and the future, the vision, is the path forward. We know where we're at right now. We know what to do this week. We even kind of know what to do next week. But what about a year from now? What's going to transpire over the next six months, the next two years? We even have a clear picture of where we're headed. But what about the path forward? To illustrate this, and forgive my clunkiness and being my own tech person here, but let me real quick share something with you. You all have seen this image before. I've used it multiple times to talk to you about the vision frame. Those promises to Abraham, I'm going to make you a great nation. I'm going to cause you to be famous. I'm going to bless those who bless you, curse those who curse you, and through you, all of humanity will be impacted. That's the mountaintop, and you can see it. It's not yet acquired, it's not yet here, but it's clear. You don't lose sight of that mountaintop in this picture, in this image. You don't lose sight. That mountaintop, I don't care where you're at, you're not going to lose sight of that mountaintop. And it's pretty clear the path that's right in front of you. That log that goes across the stream is right there, and you see on the other side where the path picks up. But as you look just a little beyond the present, going to take you a little while to walk this path, you notice the path kind of disappears. You know it's there, but it's not clear. It's also in the future, but you can't see it like you see the mountaintop. This is what I'm calling the path forward. And I mean that phrase in that terminology, not just in the sense of moving forward, but it's in front of us. It's like kind of beyond us a little bit. It's not like the path we're on 
It's not like the present where we we know what to do. Everybody tonight knows what to do. But I don't know what the next six months holds. I'm not sure about the next year. I'm not sure about two years. What about five? The ultimate goal I have faith in. God has made promises. Maybe you took seriously my my message to you with regard to chase the lion and you have big visions that God has given to you and you you have hope and you have trust and you have belief in those and that's they're the mountaintop you you can see them and you're walking in the present and there's a distance between that present and that future how do you walk the path forward Newark we're headed back to our campus we're headed back to our place and we're excited about it. We're looking forward to it. And that's really right around the corner as Arash has been saying for a month, but now it really is right around the corner. And we know what to do right now, just as we over the past 16 months have known what to do in the present. But on March 15th, when I took to this camera the first time and I told you that we were going to be on our digital campus for a couple of weeks and then I told you we we're going to be on it for a couple of months and then I slowly began to extend it even further. We knew what to do in the present, but we didn't know the path forward because you see the path forward requires something. I don't like it. You know that I don't like it, but it requires something called faith. James tells us in James chapter 2, we're doing a book study on James in our small groups. If you're not in a small group, you need to join one. James tells us, and so it happened just as the scriptures say, Abraham believed God. And God counted him as righteous because of his faith. He was even called the friend of God. Abraham left his country. Abraham left his family. Abraham left his father's home. He walked that log. He stepped onto the path that in the present was clear. He had the promises of God. And I would argue to you that while you do not have them, while you cannot grasp those promises that are in the future, that vision, it's still clear. That's what's amazing about God is he speaks in such a way that you can see it. And I think many of us can see the promises of God. We can see what he said to us. But then there's this line between the present and the future. Between what we know to do and what we believe God will bring to fruition. And actually, faith is not so much required for that which is the big picture vision that we can see. Faith is required for that in-between spot. Where are you going to do this, God? How are you going to do this? Abraham, just start. And I'll show you. Think of the Abraham story. Go back and read it with fresh eyes. This man wondered what looks to be wondered. believing God as through faith 
he walked the path forward. The path forward. The murky place. The unclear place. The place where God waves his hand and says, trust me. The place where God says, hey, I got it, but I'm not going to show you everything. It will appear when you need it. It will appear as the present apprehends the future. But you got to start with what's in front of you. Leave your father's house. Leave your family. Leave your country. Yes, I've given you clear promises and you can see them. But the only way you get to that mountaintop, the only way you get to that vision, the only way you get to those promises is to walk the path forward. The murky space. The space that I as God don't totally make clear. I will show you. Show me now. That's not how it works. It'll appear as you walk. Well, God, I need to weigh this a little bit. I mean, I really like the mountaintop. That looks really attractive. But the cost of the present is pretty heavy. Yeah. So do you believe me? How much faith do you have in me? Do you trust me? I want to be called the friend of God. I want to be counted as righteous, not because I am righteous, because I can't be righteous, and not because I have performed righteously, because I can't perform righteously. But dear brothers and sisters, I come to you as this season has coming to a close and the present is in front of us. But with this present, the reason I use the image in the post of change ahead is because I promise you the road's going to hook and crook. I promise you there's going to be ups and downs. I promise you there's going to be twists and turns. I promise you there will be creeks to cross, hills to climb, foliage to push through. But I want to be righteous because I trusted and believed God and was willing to walk the path forward. I don't control the path forward like I do the present. And the path forward is not as glorious it's not as as tangible. It's not as it, it's more hard work than is the vision. But see, I'm not on the mountaintop yet. I haven't acquired the vision yet. I'm I'm on the path in the present, but I gotta take steps forward in order to ultimately get to the promises. Abraham did it. We know the story. He was faithful. And we know now that God fulfilled every one of those promises. God was also faithful. So tonight I challenge us with this as we as we come back. There's a few more broadcasts on our digital campus over the next week, Sunday and Wednesday and, and, and Friday. Then Saturday's our open house. I encourage you all to come 10 to 4. And then we're going to come back together and worship at our noon service on August the 1st. We're excited about that. But I need you to understand, I, I want to challenge you, that God has made some great promises to us. But those promises, they are reached from the present through the path forward. And that path forward is murky. 
that path forward is only clear as you take the step before the next step. As a part of that, I want to kind of close tonight by asking you, and, and, and I will be sending out an email and a text, those of you who are on the broadcast, forgive me, but to the rest of the church to make sure everybody watches this broadcast because I need you to mark your calendars. There are three dates as we come back together on our physical campus, one in August, one in September, and one in October that you simply do not want to miss. Remember when we recalibrated and restructured our Sundays, I told you that while we have a single service, it does not mean that there are not things that will be happening throughout the campus for all 12 hours from 10 a.m. till 10 p.m. And at times, some of those things will be for the entire church, but not every week. These three dates I'm asking you to mark on your calendar. Do not take vacation. Do not go out of town. Do not miss this. The first one is, is I want you to mark on your calendar August 22nd from 6 to 8 p.m. And there we're going to begin the process of the path forward of our proposed new name. Now, this shouldn't catch any of you by surprise because you know that this has been coming. This is part of the path forward that's probably the most familiar. But now we're ready to bring to you this name and to answer questions. But it's it's it's. It's going to take us into murky waters. It's going to take us into that aspect of between the now and the future. And we have a certain amount of clarity, but we're going to have to take steps forward. And not all of them are great. Not all of them are things that we're comfortable with. And so this first meeting, I need you to mark your calendars. I need you to be intentional. Do not miss August 22nd, 6 to 8 p.m. The second one is the path forward, and I can't emphasize this enough, if you miss this date, you will not be happy with yourself. There is a big announcement that needs to be made to you, and I cannot say any more than that. But September 26th from 6 to 8 p.m., you do not want to miss this. Again, this is a part of our path forward. And then finally, I want you to mark on your calendars, and this is a little further out, October 24th, 6 through 8. And it'll be clear what this meeting is about once we have held the first two. So again, by way of review, the path forward, our proposed new name, August 22nd. The path forward, a big announcement, September 26th. And then finally, the path forward, October 24th. All of these in that 6 to 8 time slot. The challenge for us tonight as I close is whether we are willing to be like Abraham. He was not perfect. He did not perform perfectly. He failed. But the scriptures tell us that Abraham was counted as righteous because of how he navigated what I'm calling the path forward. He made mistakes in the present. But he believed God enough for that vision, that promise that was about more than him. It was about his children. It was about a nation. It was about a world. That he was willing to keep walking. He was willing to keep taking the steps in that space that was murky called the path forward. You see, the present only becomes clear as we step first into that future 
without certainty about what will happen. The only way we can do that is through faith. And for some reason, the scriptures tell us that without this faith, we cannot please God. Because we must come to God believing that he is and that he rewards us as we walk this path forward, as we diligently seek him. It's the only way it works. And so tonight I challenge us as we come back and there's a lot of change and there'll be a lot of things that you're excited about and there'll be a lot of things that you like and there'll be things you won't like. There'll be things that you are not happy with. Keep walking. There'll be things you don't understand for a season. Keep walking. There'll be things you even disagree with. Keep walking. Because Abraham left his father's house, left his family, and left his country. He did what was in front of him in the present. Believing God in those very clear promises. He walked the path forward. And it unfolded. There was a son born. And from that son came a nation. And from that nation came a people. And from that people came a savior. And tonight you and I are Christians. Saved by the grace of Jesus Christ. Because of Father Abraham. Who is counting on us. In the future. To walk this path forward. You matter. This isn't about Stephen. This isn't about the pastoral team. This isn't even about our current congregation. This is about the future. Spiritual sons and daughters. Our family, yes. But other people's children and family. Yea, even the whole world. I call you to walk the path forward. I believe in you, Newark. We can do this. And I call you to act like Father Abraham. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have it all together. But you got to keep walking. I want to close in prayer. Lord Jesus, I thank you. I thank you for your word. I thank you for the examples that your word provides for us. Lord, I call upon your name at this kind of Transition point, I broadcast the first broadcast as COVID-19 set in, and now I am one of the last broadcasts. We've got several more, but I'm, this is my last one. And, and, and God, I'm asking you to guide our steps. Lord, you've been faithful through this season, but now we're about to transition, and now we're about to take a step from the present into the future. So, Almighty God, I call upon your name and your spirit to lead and guide us. Encourage your congregation and keep your people. And I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being with us tonight. For those of you that are not watching live but are now watching, please pay attention to newarkupc.info. Pay attention to your emails, your text messages. Lots of things happening. You need to stay in the loop with regard to communication. God bless you all. Thank you for being with us. We love you. Have a great Friday night. Good night, everyone.